Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. What happens when a popular rock radio DJ retires, sells everything, and with his wife, takes off in an RV to see America? It's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty. Join them each week as they share their experiences while giving you advice and tips along the way. Hi, I'm Jeff Kinsbaugh. And I'm Patty. Let's get right to it. Greg Serpilla is our special guest this week. He's quite a guy, and you're going to love his stories. And he's also a manufacturer's rep for Coachman RV. And he's going to tell you about their new product. Now, not too many people know about this, so you're going to be some of the first. He's also going to talk about how his family went from nothing to having a successful RV business. And if that's not enough, he's going to talk about RVs and rock concerts. Oh, yeah. What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) Yeah. Greg, welcome to our podcast. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Patty. It's it's great to be here. You come from a family that started uh, an RV dealership in Ohio way back when, right? Yeah, 1959. Um, My dad and uncle had a gas station. They rented U-Haul trailers, and uh, my dad and uh, my uncle couldn't support the family just off the gas station, the two families, so they had other jobs. And then the... My dad saw in the back of a U-Haul magazine rent travel trailers and make extra money. And uh, so they bought a travel trailer and started renting it. And then uh, it did so well for them that uh, the next year they rolled that money over from that rental and they bought a second one. So they would have two rentals. And uh, a guy showed up and said, I don't want to rent it. I want to buy it. And they didn't know what they were doing. They said, how do you sell one of these things? So uh, they called a friend of theirs that was a car salesman, and he kind of walked them through it. And they said, do you know how many oil changes we have to do to make this kind of money? So they uh, started focusing on selling travel trailers. And in 1963, they went full time in the RV business. And then by 1978, they had four dealerships in Akron, Canton, Cleveland, and Youngstown. Wow. Oh my gosh, so that's fascinating. A success story for two hardworking guys yes. that uh, we're very proud of. And eventually, you went to work for them, right? Yeah. So I started off as a wash boy for them, worked my way through service. And uh, when I was 21 years old, you were allowed to get a sales license in Ohio back then. So I became a salesman. And then uh, eventually I got demoted to general manager. And, uh, <laughs> it was a lot more fun on the sales line. And then uh, my dad sold out of the RV business in the mid 80s and moved to Florida. And then in uh, 2005, my uncle sold out to Camping World. And then uh, unfortunately he passed away right after that. So, uh, but I came back after they sold out the Camping World. I was the GM back at our old store for a while. And then um, I went through some health scares like uh, you did and uh, mm-hmm. decided I didn't want to do that anymore. And uh, But I still love the business and I became a factory rep. Well, you're a factory rep for Coachman. Tell us about what you do and, and about your products. 
For Coachman, I am the uh, Northeastern uh, United States rep for uh, Coachman Class A motorhomes. So we have four different lines that we make in uh, Class A motorhomes. We make Encore, Murata, and Pursuit. And they're all gas A's. Um, we just came out with a new product called Euro, which is uh, causing a, a, a lot of discussion because it's so unique for our industry. We're pretty proud of it. We started from scratch. We introduced it back in September and it's going into production uh, this month in January. But it's a low profile class A motorhome. It's 99 inches wide. What makes it different from other shorter uh, Class A's is that we still build it on a Ford F53 chassis. Wow. So it's still got that big V8 engine, and it sits lower than a Class C motorhome. No so, kidding. Uh, wow. I drove the demo unit a couple of weeks ago up to uh, upstate New York and around Ohio, and it was great. And I uh, really, really enjoyed it. So I'm really excited to get that product out into uh, public. And it's going to, the first one uh, is going to be on display at the Cleveland RV show with uh, General RV, which is uh, my major account. And then uh, more of them will show up probably around uh, the Detroit RV show and uh, Tampa RV show. It'll it'll be at all the major RV shows. Now, how long is it? 25. We think the overall length is closer to 27 feet. So it's just a little thing, huh? Yeah, that's just a little thing. It's got bedroom slide out so we could put a king size bed in it. Oh. Uh, a really nice size uh, bathroom in the rear corner. And then uh, it's very European in design. Uh, we kind of copied a lot of the uh, what you see if you would go over into uh, uh, Europe and, and the way their motorhomes look in design. It's narrower than a class A over here that you're used to. Uh, 102 inch wide class A. This is 99 inches wide. But uh, the way it's designed and the um, automotive features on the inside, the, the way that it's, it's hard to describe it unless you go onto the Coachman RV website and look at Euro, but it's got a kind of a nautical look on the inside. It's like nothing you've seen before. Wow. There's other brands out there that are shorter class A's, but they're built on van chassis. And I'm assuming you could still pull a car with it. Yes. Well, because it's only 27 feet long and it still has that big V8 engine in it, we put an 8,000 pound hitch on it. Ah, and wow. uh, it's uh, built on a 16,000 pound truck mm. chassis, you know, not a van chassis. So you get a lot more cargo carrying capacity. All right. How much does this cost? It's going to, uh, you know, retail on it's going to be around 200, mm -hmm. but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of uh, sales you know, dealers are going to want to do numbers with this coach. So, right. and Sense. I know what the minimum advertised price is going to be. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that yet, but okay. uh, it's still going to be very affordable. It's uh, probably going to be priced in that market that we were talking with Becky B about in those big B vans. So. Right. Well, that's good. Coachman. Yeah. Now, where's their factory located? Yeah, we're in uh, Middlebury, Indiana. Oh, so, um, okay. You are. In, yeah. It is Indiana. They're all in Indiana. Yeah. Most manufacturing RVs is in Indiana. Yeah. Coachman, we're celebrating our 60th anniversary this year, and um, they've been at the same complex in Middlebury, Indiana, since uh, 1964. We were bought out by uh, Forest River back in 2008, 2009. So, Forest River is our immediate ownership but we are a berkshire hathaway company well warren buffett is our big boss wow so uh yeah so oh, that's kind of cool you're really throwing around the names on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i remember 
as you guys grew and got bigger with your RV dealerships, we started way back in the 70s a show at the Cleveland Stadium that fit about 80,000 people. It was called the World Series of Rock. The stadium was in such bad shape that they needed a place for all the rock bands to kind of have their green rooms. That's where you guys came in, right? It's a funny story, and I hope it's not too long of a story. But there was a, a concert up in Youngstown called the Mosquito Dam Jam. Right. I don't know if that mm-hmm. bells with you. Yep. But we rented five motorhomes out uh, through our Youngstown store for that concert. And it had some pretty heavyweight bands there. Uh, I was probably around 20 years old then. We got two of them back. And they found a third one in Texas after the show. Oh and uh, oh my yeah, God. so there was a lot of supervision <laughs> going on in that. Oh, and no. so my dad, you know, sent down the memo, no more uh, running out to rock and roll bands. <laughs> so uh, I had just turned 21 and I was a salesperson now. And I was working out of our Cuyahoga Falls store, uh, which was in, actually in Peninsula. Wait, I remember this story. In walks the Michael Stanley band. They were a famous band into your showroom. And one of them I recognized right away. They had Michael Stanley band baseball jackets on, if you remember when Michael Stanley had those really cool baseball jackets. Sure. And uh, I knew it was Danny Pecchio, mm. and, but I didn't know who the guy was with them. But the older sales guys go, uh, Greg, you're up. So, you know. I said, yeah, I want to go talk to these guys, absolutely. So I went over and introduced myself to Danny. So we talked about it and he said, you know, we are, uh, you know, Michael Stanley band. We were starting to uh, travel further away. They were, be, you know, they're pretty, really successful actually. And uh, we, we'd like to rent a motor home mm-hmm. to uh, go on tour with instead of, I guess they were using station wagons and vans and that type of thing, which was pretty rough to travel in. And we had just got this memo out, no more renting to rock bands. So I went back to my dad's office and I said, listen, I said, there's a guy out here named Danny Pecchio. He's the bass guitar player for the Michael Stanley band. I said, dad, they are big time. And I said, I would not be worried about renting to these guys. So my dad came out. My dad's full-blooded Italian, Danny's full-blooded Italian. So they hit it off. Long story short, we start running to the Michael Stanley band. Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) So through Danny, I got to meet everybody in the band. When they came out with uh, Stage Pass, they brought me, I I got this out, my Stage Pass album signed by the band. You know, they didn't have those flare markers then. So Michael Stanley's signature's down here. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. They started a really long-term relationship with with Michael Stanley band, and and, uh, I, I just had a blast with those guys. Tommy Dobek, uh, Danny Pecchio, and uh, it says, thanks, Greg, thanks for everything. One of the things I did when I was uh, really hanging out with Michael Stanley is I went uh, to his house with Danny Pecchio. Mm-hmm. He said, we have a, uh, before we play tennis, uh, I got to run over to Michael's. And uh, so I'm like, I'm going to Michael Stanley's house. So, we, and at that time, Michael had like a farmhouse out in Chagrin Falls somewhere. Mm-hmm. When I went there, he had a band meeting in the basement, and I stood upstairs with his wife, Libby, at the time. Right. And Michael had twin daughters. And so she said, can I take your picture? I like to take pictures of anybody that visits with uh, with us. And I put 
uh, his one of his daughters on each knee. I think their names were Sarah and Anne or Anna. And she took my picture and she said, last week I took Joe Walsh's picture sitting in that same chair with his, with the girls. So he says, she goes, I'm trying to keep up. And I'm like, I got to pinch myself, you know, this, this really can't be true. But when Danny came upstairs, the meeting was Jonah Coslin quit the band. Wow. And uh, as we're driving to the tennis courts, I said, what are you guys going to do? <laughs> and he said, we got a couple ideas. And Gary Markaski joined the band wow. right after that. So, there was some talent in that band, no doubt about it. You know, they were, right. they were great. So I, I love that band. So I got to tell you a story. We had David Spiro, who was their manager at the time, on our podcast, yeah. and this was back in uh, June or July. <laughs> Jeff, that was actually August 13th, episode 93. You are amazing. I know. <laughs> anyway, to make a long story short, he talked about when they first got the RV and started traveling. Yeah, and yeah he explained the whole story. That was pretty cool. David yeah. said that the person who would drive the RV was the least high <laughs> so <laughs> so and he did say he I got knew it that from was you going guys on, but wait. <laughs> yeah exactly. but, you know i was cool i was cool with it nothing was really happening and um and they they took really good care of the motorhome i got to meet david sparrow through uh michael if they were playing anywhere in northeastern ohio there was a a backstage pass for me to come back uh, uh danny and i became pretty good friends i was dating a girl named joan ashley who sang in a, a, a nightclub owned by a guy named phil palumbo in cuyahoga falls mm -hmm. and she was a, a dj on wslr in akron mm -hmm. and um, i met her when wslr did a remote at the dealership but i was just hanging around with a lot of music people at that time and i really thought that this was a great industry and that's something that i wanted to do and um, I, I started hanging around more with uh, the band, learning the, you know, what you guys did. Started doing college radio, and uh, I thought that's what, you know, I really thought that's what the direction I was going to go in. Life. Well, thank God but, you uh, didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the radio well, business. Back, the radio business yeah. got bad, but the RV business got darn good. <laughs> so. The RV business just exploded. So I, uh, I uh, was really uh, my dad and uncle were in the right place at the right time, and uh, and they, you know, I was lucky enough to be in the family and, and, and learn this business from top to bottom and even at this age uh it's it's still a big asset going back to the world series of rock so i got to know david spiro and michael and you know they came at uh you know they were looking at maybe buying a, a motorhome instead of renting one through all of that all of a sudden um i get a call from belkin productions and uh, they said we understand that you've been taking care of uh, Michael Stanley on their rentals. You know, we're going to be taking over management of Michael Stanley Band, and uh, we don't like renting stuff. We like owning things. And uh, so I met, uh, I drove uh, Motorhome up to Chagrin Falls, where their offices were, and showed uh, Mike and Jules Belk in this motorhome, and they said, Yeah, we'll take it. Wow. So, <laughs> oh my God, that's so awesome. So that happens. And then I get a call a couple weeks later from a girl, uh, I believe her name was Wendy. Mm -hmm. And she did the, uh, she was like the person in charge of the World Series of Rock. Right, Wendy Stein. And she said, we need, we need motorhomes for the bands at the World Series of Rock. And would you be interested in providing them? And I said, how many do you need? And she said, uh, yeah, we need probably four or five. 
I'm just a young kid. I look out the window. I go, yeah, we got four or five sticks units, you know. And so uh, we ended up doing the uh, uh, dressing rooms for the bands for the uh, World Series of Rock in Cleveland. Uh, the stadium was so bad that they would set the motorhomes up inside the concourse. If you remember the old concourse that you walked around, right. the concession yeah. the inside, then you walked through those tunnels and it took you out to the field. Fran, which I believe was Jewel's wife, mm -hmm. uh, we would bring those motorhomes in and she would just really do a nice job of uh, setting them up with uh, fake trees and AstroTurf. And they always had a ton of food and drinks for the bands. And uh, it was really, really nice. It was a nice situation. Uh, Wendy came up to me on the, at the first concert and said, how much do I owe you? And that was the furthest thing from my mind. I was I was like, how much, how much do I owe you? I mean, I'm, I'm at the World Series of Rock standing next to Steven Tyler and, you know, whoever else was up there playing. And uh, so in my quick mind, I, I knew what a weekend rental rate was. And there was four of them there. So I quoted out a weekend rental rate on four motorhomes. And she wrote me a check on the spot. And wow. she had a little checkbook with her. And that just started the relationship that when they needed motorhomes for things like that, that uh, uh, we were the people that provided it. And uh, Brand wrote a book, uh, Rock This Town. I don't right. know if you've ever read that book or anything. But Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, so I'm listed in it as the dealer from Cuyahoga Falls that provided the motorhomes or dressing rooms for the World Series of Rock. So I, I, she probably didn't remember my name or anything by the time she wrote that book. But uh, Well, I'll tell you, there's a really interesting story. You probably have heard this, but Aerosmith actually broke up in one of your RVs. The band broke <laughs> up. I guess Joe Perry's wife and Steven Tyler's wife got mad at each other and they threw milk on each other and that led to the band breaking up. Joe Perry said, I quit. And While they uh, were in the RV? Well, they were in the RV. Yeah, I was there. Oh. Yeah, they, <laughs> they came because I, you know, after the show was over, uh, I, had to, I had brought my fraternity brothers and, and friends up to help me drive motorhomes in and out. And uh, they came storming out of that motorhome, and it was not good. And I didn't know what happened, but uh, they left, and um, they had limos waiting. And uh, I found out later they broke up yeah. inside that motorhome. Oh. And they were—it was after the show, so you know, I'm like, "Come on, what are you guys doing? It's you know, there's cars out here waiting for you." And here they were fighting in that motorhome. Well, at so, least uh, at least they didn't drive it down to Texas. <laughs> Now, how about when you got them back? Were they were these motorhomes trashed, or were they pretty clean? No, they were awesome. Yeah. I mean, they were uh, they really. Um, I had one prop at one show. The only thing that we ask is they don't use the restroom. Oh, oh, so they did, huh? Because they had other facilities set up for that. I mean, the whole idea behind the motorhome was a place to relax with air conditioning. Uh, and, and we did have some running water in there, but uh, yeah. But then Lizzie, out of all the bands, they were the only ones that ever used the facilities inside that motorhome. So the toilet was filled, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, there, and so obviously I gave that one to one of my friends to drive back. <laughs> <laughs> well, Greg, we want to thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, it was fun. I'm hoping when you come back to Ohio that uh, we can we can go out with the wife sometime. And I've I've got a, a lot more stories I could probably tell you. So oh, that would be fun. <laughs> I'd love that. Thank you, Patty. Appreciate it. Greg Serpilla 
Well, that's it for another week. You can follow us at rockingthervlife.com or Instagram rockingthervlife. Oh, a little bit of TikTok, too. And Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can also find me, Jeff Kinsbach, on Facebook and also on Instagram with many new posts about the great classic rock songs that have been forgotten. Join us next week for a very, very special episode. It's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty. Hear more of their adventures on the road with our next episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and tell your friends.